Welcome, 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 welcome back to episode 270 of the Bad Taste Video Podcast. I'm Mike. I'm here with my Hayfield homeboy, Mr. Grizz. I had to bring him back just for this episode. Um, like you Call know, me Hayfield? Hayfield. <laughs> Hell, Hayfield. Hey Hayfield. You got me all fucking bumbling my words right now. Um, Stuff. Yeah, well, we're on uh, a different night this week. Wednesday night, recording live. Had an emergency yeah. yesterday. Everything is uh, stabilized at the moment. Um, yes. You know, it is what Appreciate it is. everybody reaching out as well. I got a bunch of messages about yeah, it. Yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, my no, daisy girl. She uh, She appreciates it. She is <laughs> something else. You've met her before. She is me in dog form. Uh, quite. Yo, dude, that's ridiculous. That's my. To that's say, my. Uh, so fucking true. It's my spirit animal, yeah. soulmates. <laughs> if I could, if I could wrap you in a blanket, it would look identical. Like yeah, this. yeah, yeah. I have a, <laughs> I have an elder paralyzed French bulldog, that literally does not give a fuck. She will. Does not, does not. Yeah, yeah. She does not. I'm six foot one, two hundred and thirty pounds or whatever. She don't give a fuck. She's like, yeah, I'm dude, coming she, after yeah, you. She looked at me day one. It was like this motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. Like Who are time, you? Dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we're here to uh, cover a movie that is pretty fucking awesome. Uh, we're getting into that fall season. Not quite Halloween yet. So uh, you know, we're doing one of those things. Uh, we're, we're gearing up. up. Yeah, yeah, we're gearing up Dude. for it. But with that, let's hit the intro and get into this week's movie. from 1988 yeah dude that the soundtrack like the score to this movie is actually creepy as fuck like it fits yeah, the movie like a, pretty well you know it's, it's like a cool tuba effect that they keep using but it's like I'm like that is the scariest fucking tuba i have ever heard in my life that is extremely unsettling i like that you kept some of the credits in there uh william wesley right so i never really looked into this dude um i was like all right let me check out his yeah 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 let me let me check out his imdb he did an episode of monsters in 1991 if you've ever seen that show it's like a a horror uh, creature feature monster of the week type thing i enjoy it there's some good episodes on there there's a there's a few there's a few fucking really good ones uh but but in 2001 he directed Route 666 starring Lou Diamond Phillips. A movie, dude, a movie that I used to watch on the sci-fi channel all the time. I fucking love that movie. Have you ever seen it? Have you ever seen it? 
I, I, I remember watching clips of it on the fucking sci-fi channel and immediately being like, this is why I fucking hate the sci-fi channel. I'm fucking out of here, dude. Can you give me a synopsis of that movie? Do you even remember like what it's about? Uh, I, I remember fucking Lou being in it. I couldn't tell you like from where I from, wasn't it like, like a vigilante kind of fucking situation. But like he's he's a cop. And he's like, they're like trapped on Route 666 and like it's haunted by these dudes that were on the chain gang. And it turns out one of Lou Diamond Phillips, uh, well, not one of his father was one of the zombie ghost things that are killing people on there. But it's a pretty cool movie. I like is it. This is something you're going to make me watch. It's oh, like, fuck yeah, dude. Trying to tell me this fuck is coming yeah. down the pipeline. Like, there, I, I own a copy. Oh, we boy. will. We will end up sure watching you. that. Yeah, that's VHS more of a copy. Is it, is it a tape? Yeah, there's a tape of it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no shit. But uh, that's a movie that we'll probably do more towards the uh, the summer season. That's like a hot weather movie. Uh, it's one of those things where, you know, just like this week, you watch it and you're thinking like, oh, shit, this is like a fall movie for sure. Um, oh, it's perfect. That one is like a scorcher. That's like it's all hot. It has to do with fucking asphalt and all that stuff. Fuck that shit. Hard labor. Fuck that, right, man? But uh, this week, we're talking about... What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> hard labor, yeah, okay. Working hard or hardly working. That's yeah, fucking... Bull, yeah, that's fucking you. But, um, Grit, this movie, Scarecrows. Yep. Um, not many Scarecrow movies that you could think of before this. Plenty after. Uh, of course, you have Dark Knight of the Scarecrow, that made-for-TV movie. Covered? That's Yeah, we covered it before. Absolute classic. I love that. Yeah, it's a classic movie. Classic movie. Great. Uh, great great VHS release, too. That's a movie that's uh, enhanced by watching it on tape. Um, oh, yeah. But then you have this movie, which is probably the most memorable for me when it comes to uh, horror movies of my youth, things that I used to see in the video store. And that's because of the uh, the cover of this VHS tape, which for some reason I do not own. Don't, you know, I have no idea why the fuck I don't oh, own shame. this. But yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. But, you know, this cover I, I will, is I iconic. I'll agree with you. It's super iconic. And however, I remember watching this. I think it had to be, you know, high school, maybe if not shortly after um, getting it from the video store solely based on the cover, watching it and being like, this is okay. This is like, uh, it was fun enough or whatever. Um, And then we rewatched it this week. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I don't remember this being as fucking gnarly. Yeah. Then I come to realize that I more than likely had rented the rated R version um back in the day i doubted my my video store had the unrated i don't uh, know if there ever was an unrated tape i think that i believe that there was a i I don't know if it was maybe uh distributed or you're saying like it was just never actually i don't i don't i think they only put out the r-rated one and i think the unrated was when they did the later releases all right because like you know disc i definitely when i watched this i was like holy fuck this movie kicks ass and it does not i did not resonate with me in the same way on the first watch when I was yeah, like... No, this is this definitely has more footage. Uh, there's more uh, gore sequences. There's a lot more blood Amazing and all gore. shit. Yeah. Um, it's 100% a better version of the movie. And this movie was like fucking cobbled together. Um, it has a very interesting, um, I guess, story of how it became Mishmash. a film. Yeah, like, you know, you got people uh, funding the movie... That want to also be in the movie along with their dog, and if you know uh, Ted Vernon, dude. That dude's a fucking lunatic, and like <sighs> his story and everything about that guy is, is just—it's fucking insanity. Like, yeah, that dude's a million miles an hour for yeah, sure. Yeah, car dealer turned uh, 
movie producer. Um, he's the guy you're going to see in these clips. That's like a bald dude with a cigar and everything. Uh, cool character. Like his character. I think he plays it well. Um, but it's interesting that they kind of like they shot this movie. Um, then once like they edited it together, you get those like first cuts of the film. He's watching it. And he's like, fuck, man. There's too much. There's there's too much. Nothing in this movie. There's like there's no dialogue in these scenes for long periods of time, and there's all sorts of shit. So they ended up uh, adding all this dialogue, and they use like intercoms. Like they're you know they're wearing a headset because it's like this fucking like military team. They're wearing these headsets, so they're adding dialogue, and through that, they're adding dialogue as though I guess like the scarecrows can also speak and stuff like they can mimic i don't know if that was originally part of the film i feel like they added that in after because it's not really something like i would think of a scarecrow having the ability to do you know what i mean okay so let's kind of like let's set it up a little bit here uh what what's happening in this movie if you haven't seen it is is basically there is a huge robbery of well, like three million dollars. This heist is happening from this like elite team of of robber. They robbed camp. Fucking, what is it, Pendleton? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's so like it a, military a military base. base you know, yeah. right? Ballsy. Um, so they're pretty badass fucking dudes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, legit. Um, and, and they're fucking kidnap these fucking you know people in a plane and they take off. And this motherfucker, dude, loose lip sync shifts, boom, he's fucking taken off with the money, jumps off the plane. Traitor. Fucking traitor. Yeah, yeah. Um, And they basically end up chasing this guy down to this remote location in the middle of these, like, cornfields and shit with all of these scarecrows. Um, And that's where, like, this whole movie basically unfolds. And it's a mindfuck, dude. Like, what's actually happening? What's not happening? Like, what are the abilities of these scarecrows? Like, Pretty much unlimited abilities. They uh, pretty much do whatever they want at any time. Uh, They can mimic you. They can kind of just appear out of nowhere. Uh, Super strong. Uh, Pretty much the ultimate killing machine. How how do you feel about like this setup for a horror movie, dude? Awesome. Like this is fucking awesome. I I was yeah. This action movie. Uh, ask type of like uh, build up the beginning. Like it doesn't feel like a horror movie at all when this kicks off. Uh, it's very, you know, like, oh, shit, there's a fucking heist happening. They're fucking, there's a plane robbery. Like, this whole thing is, like, very much, you know, setting me forward for this, like, you know, international arms fucking thing going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it slowly turns. And I actually like the the slow progression of it because we don't even get, like, a scarecrow kill or anything happening. In for this a movie while. Until about, for about 20, 25 minutes out of a an hour and 20 movie, it's a good portion of it. Uh, but it does a good job, like, kind of catching my interest without it being this, like, haunted, fucking weird, fucking, you know, type of thing yeah. that I'm expecting. Um, it's very out of left field for, like, normal horror movies. Left and corn I think that's field. in a good way, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I agree. I love the setup of this movie. I love the whole military aspect where these aren't just, like, asshole bank robbers. These are, like, supposedly, like, elite forces, you know what I mean, that carried out this robbery. Um, they're they're parachuting out of the fucking airplane and all that stuff. They got night vision goggles. They got automatic weapons that are actually made out of wood, apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think the setup is great. The whole first like half hour or so is like pretty much just building up to the horror aspect of the film. Um, that first half hour is them kind of just setting up how these people got to this house slash. Um, it's not really like a cornfield 
right? Like it's kind of it's a farm, but it's like, like a farm area. Like yeah. It's supposed to be California. It's not. It's actually in Florida, but it, you know, I whatever. It doesn't really matter to me. Um, it's cool, but the one thing that I wish that they had was a backstory to the Fowler family. The three dudes that they show a picture of on the wall, um, the three scarecrows. Like, how did they end up being? these scarecrows how did they end up uh like getting this job where they now have to kill all these people and they become scarecrows also because they like kind of bring it up in the movie like oh we're kind of this is hell or something like that but if that was the fact but if that was the case though um the the woman kelly the girl that's the the co-pilot or the daughter of the pilot um she wouldn't have made it to safety that wouldn't have happened you know what i mean I, I didn't like they do allude at one point that like it's potential that like they didn't survive the robbery and like the situation they end up in is like but that makes no sense stuff. I don't I don't buy into that too I think that's like the the commentary of a, a person going mad in the situation yeah um, I think it's definitely more based in the reality of like this a haunted this house a haunted, haunted area haunted fucking hayfield but yeah, you're right I wish because they end up at this farm like we're saying and it we, we get you know the gravestones of the fowler family and shit like that and we see all these things but it doesn't tell us like why are they now like trapped on this land what did they do is not even what did they do but like what is this land like why does like is the land fucking like indian burial ground (laughs) i mean 100 percent, right so i wish there was like a it would be a cool like almost uh you know prequel they could make to this of like how they became the scarecrows because i think it's a great concept especially once you realize that everyone they're killing is becoming scarecrows also because all you see is hundreds of scarecrows throughout this place throughout the whole film so then you realize yeah they've been fucking killing tons of people and these are just all previous you know unfortunate people that like wander around yeah. this farm it, well it, like it when the first really dude good shit man when the first dude who like betrayed them and jumps with the money he finds this house he goes in there's like bullets on the floor and shit you know what I mean? Like oh, somebody yeah. was there already. So like that immediately is like, well, this isn't like something new. You know what I mean? And it's, is this like, is this considered like a cabin in the woods type movie? It, it has you know the same I mean? vibe. I mean, I, I, it's not really a cabin ish. Well, you know what I mean? Very, like, like the house in the woods or whatever. Creepy house. I mean, it has all the elements of, of a movie like that you know would would fit the bill dude just because it has like some you know action movie fucking things going on i think it doesn't take away from the fact that ultimately this 100 percent fits that cabin in the woods fucking genre yeah one thing that i wish they explored more was the uh the aspect of walking out on foot like where does it end you know what i mean like because she oh, flies yeah, yeah, yeah. you know we'll get into it later but they eventually fly out of this place um is it possible to get out on foot you know what I mean? That's something it, that would... That's what I'm saying. Like, what's up with this land? Is it the <laughs> land that, like, like you know, like, an evil dead situation where you're trapped into this fucking, like, you know, this bubble of, like, the, the this enchanted area or some shit? Or, or is it, like, you get out of there, you just have to fucking get away from this fucking farm and you're good to go? Um, yeah. But what you just mentioned a little while ago that I think is important is that the first cut of this movie had none of this, like, radio dialogue going on and in our first kill where this traitor that we're talking about he finally like meets his maker because these guys are hunting him down and it's not who i think is going to kill this dude because i think these guys who are after him to get their money back 
is gonna fucking pop this guy. And this is where we first get our like glimpse of these scarecrows, dude. But I can't imagine this scene without that like radio dialogue because there's like yeah. this buildup of them talking shit to him over this radio, like, hey motherfucker, we're coming to get you. <laughs> yeah. Like, and also like so good. This is one of those things where like I didn't remember it looking like this. When I, you know what I mean? Like, cause they, you know, they use a saw on this dude. Like it's pretty fucked up. And he gets almost like a Prowler-esque kill in this, in this sequence also, right? Like it's a brutal stabbing. It's good, man. It, right. it, 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 it's just like that, a culmination of that whole scene that happens, man. This is, this is actually pretty wild. Man. Damn it, Curry. Where are you guys? So, uh, th they're looking for this dude. Oh no! This is actually the other guy's kill. Oh, this is way. Oh, this later is in Jack. Oh no! I played the wrong one. So 100%. this is yeah. <laughs> this is I a great kill too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is uh, so this is Jack, one of the dudes that you're gonna see throughout the movie. He ends up getting his hand cut off, and he gets stabbed in the face brutally. Um, now this is kind of an interesting thing. I'm actually glad that I played that because it brings another piece of lore to this fucking thing. They remove his hand because. He, uh, the, the scarecrow was missing a hand. So they're like replacing parts of themselves, like the fucking creeper. Yeah. I thought that was weird though. You like, didn't like that? Like, it doesn't really like fit into like this, like it, it's never explained. Like, like I said, like if there was more backstory to like the fucking family and like why they're the way they are and shit. Yeah, maybe. But like, uh, what? Okay. So they get all their parts back. What, what the fuck happens then? You know, like it doesn't add anything to the story it doesn't take away anything from the story kinda, it just exists inside of it for some i kind of like that though because it adds like a little bit of like fucking brutality to it where it's like you well, better cool. hope this dude yeah. ain't cutting your leg off or something like it's it's but, not like they do it after you're dead i will say this it doesn't that happens so much later in this movie like so much happens before this with other people who have been attacked by these things that don't lose those limbs so it's like, why the fuck did they wait to take this guy's hand? Yeah, he's the same size. Another motherfucker's hand, dude. They so want like, somebody. That whole the... thing doesn't make sense. Doesn't <laughs> They're like, sense. oh, this guy's got a strong. He's he's got a strong <laughs> hand. Yeah, that dude over. He's got the fucking strongest guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 So uh, um, here's here's where our traitor gets killed. I have yeah, the clip here. The I found it. Uh, this is another pretty uh, brutal thing to happen. Well, you want the money? So. He's eventually oh. giving up. Um, he's so scared of what's going it's on. Like he's just like, fuck it. And he gets stabbed in the gut. And they literally like bring the knife up, I guess, to like his chest. Right? Because you see later, you know, what's going on. That's... Those are the scarecrows talking. Dude, that over the radio shit is so good. Scary. I can't imagine this movie without it. It's fucking scary, awesome. dude. Fucking words of wisdom from a dying man. <laughs> and so, like, that's the traitor dude that we're talking about who's fucking, you know, we, he met his maker not by who we thought he was going to, but by these fucking scarecrows. So the people who are hunting him, his, his fellow, you know, you know, thieves who he's betrayed, don't know that this dude's fucking dead. Yeah, they just know that he's still fucking out there, and they need to get this money back before the fucking military finds them. Oh, dude, uh, that actually leads me to something. There's some comedy in this, also. 
um they find oh, yeah, it lays into it they find like a like a sack i guess um in a tree and they're like fuck that's like it's like one of the money bags right and uh they try to get it down to some uh some comedic results i guess you could yeah, say it's the dude's parachute they're like there's his parachute he's like let's fucking get into it and see if there's like money or he's in the fucking parachute or whatever. there was something and, uh, in there that they were like yeah. we have to like we have to open it. let's let's roll that one because it's actually pretty funny cut it. for christ's sake just cut it will you come on pennies from heaven pennies from heaven <laughs> it's like the rucksack there's something in it and it's just guts and that's actually his guts right oh it's this dialogue <laughs> he gets covered in this shit like he gets gacked or whatever the hell what they call that slimed and uh i guess it's like uh there's like elbow dog food and some other shit that they use to like fucking ugh. make them that like mixture of Dude, shit imagine imagine being in like the hot humid ass fucking florida swamp oh. just covered in that shit Oh, and dude, and like they mentioned that like filming it was a fucking nightmare because it is like literally next to a Florida swamp. Yeah, no shit. It's and, 80s Florida, bro. <laughs> and like the mosquitoes were like eating people alive to the point where people were going to the hospital. Malaria the like bites that symptoms. they were fucking getting and shit. Dude, I can't imagine then like covering myself in dog food. And all like attacked instantly. Uh, fuck that, man. Fuck that. Yeah, it's fuck like caro syrup and all that shit. You could just yeah, get that's what warm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, fucking disgusting. But that's like a like a really funny moment in the movie. It kind of breaks like the seriousness because they're taunting this guy throughout the whole thing. Like we're gonna fucking kill you, man. We're gonna burn you alive. Like you well, burned us and all that shit. It also like makes you start wondering. You're like, all right, well, I definitely know that that guy died, but like, how did it, how, like where's his body these are just guts and fucking fluid and shit so you're like man what the fuck is going on here uh and, and then all of a sudden this traitor you know shows up at this fucking central house that they're all kind of like using as like a home base he's found and yeah dude when they beat the shit out of this dead guy because like we know that he's dead but they don't yeah yeah, they're, they're like, "Where's the money, Lebowski?" Right, and they're fucking giving yeah, yeah, him the yeah, business yeah, yeah, yeah. and shit, dude. I, there's something about this scene of just like them beating this man mercilessly, and he's just like completely oblivious to it. That I absolutely yeah, love. he's not. They think so he's good. they think he's also faking being like knocked out. Yeah, he's, he's faking oh, being dead, bro. Something happened to you or something out in the fucking jungle and shit. Like, yeah, you yeah. being like, and, out, like you know traumatized or something. Yeah, and that's also like there's more. It's more ADR. Where like it kind of looks like the dude's imagining it, you know what I mean? Like where he's, it's like being like, like broadcasted into his brain. But I'm assuming that's actually what the other team members are saying at this point. But uh, yeah. this is pretty cool because you see like this is like a pretty twisted way to just, just a pretty twisted scene in general, right? It's heavy, dude, for sure. So they're beating the fuck out fuck of this guy. Kind of looks like me. Fuck him up. Come on. <laughs> dude, that guy is my favorite. Yeah. So this dude is like, you know, he's a he's conscious and everything, right? He's Well, eventually he's conscious. It goes on for like quite a while of them just beating the shit out of him. Yeah, yeah. And uh eventually um this motherfucker like wakes up. And uh, he's filled with hay, 
Well, straw, whatever, and fucking the it's money. with money. Yeah, dude. Like, that was such a cool concept that these, like, fucking scarecrows were stuffing him with, like, the money that he stole. And they're like, that's what these people are hunting. They're looking for this money. And they, like, they're sitting there pulling, like, the dollar, or, like, the hundred dollars. We actually like, have. Out of the fucking dead guy and shit. That was. Well, we a have scene. a clip of when this dude just like freaks out they the only way to get this guy to go down is to fucking decapitate him and it's a pretty cool fucking sequence it's a good decapitation fucking shooting the shit out of him it's almost like it's more zombie like these people than like scarecrow yeah people that have died for sure yeah they're almost like familiars like a vampire's familiars these are like scarecrow familiars <laughs> this motherfucker chops his head off. Chops his fucking head nice off. Hand. The hell was he on? <laughs> For good measure. Yeah, they think he's on fucking drugs, but they flip him over and they start pulling money out of his chest cavity. But the stupid woman is like, oh, he ate the money. It's like, no, he has no intestines. Like he's he's, he's sewn the fuck open and like cut and like <sighs> sewn back together. You think he ate that shit? Dude, it's it's like such a stupid conclusion to come to. Uh, like it's so obvious that that's not the case. You know what I mean? That it's actually something else going on because they're like questioning what kind of drugs was he on? It's like, bro, he's not on drugs. He's filled with fucking dead. straw and money. He's dead. Like something it, else is going on. Oh, and the fact that he looks like a fucking zombie also. Like his face is like a grayish color. He's got like reddish eyes, you know? Like he looks undead. And we start seeing that there's like, you know, besides the fact that there's like a zombie type element going on here, we also see there's like a weird paranormal aspect to all of this as well because like doors are closing and locking on their own and shit like that. And the yeah, middle these, of the mayhem these scarecrows and, have like complete control over their realm. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, and I love that element of it. It makes almost, anything possible, you know, it's almost, so it really uh, does heighten the fear. It's almost like Blair witch. Like, you know it, what it I mean? Like, like where where there's no escape. You're in this set thing. They're alter, you know, they're altering the terrain. They're doing whatever because you never do see like them get to, you know, an exit on foot or in car. The car fucking breaks down and there's no engine in it when he looks. Which is like great. like uh, that's a fucking like how the fuck, <laughs> dude. I was like, yeah, at, that's cool as fuck. Man. At that point, I would be like, I'm dead. This is it. There's no way I'm escaping and, like, this. You know, and like, you know, not to jump ahead or whatever like that, but there is like it, what we just said, how like this car and stuff like that can only go so far. Like at the end of all this mayhem, you'll see that like all of these things like settle back into place, like where they were yeah. before it all happened. It like that resets. Was, yeah. Yeah. So for the next wow, beautiful the next fucking person. Yeah. The next victim. <laughs> um, there's a pretty cool scene in this movie. Um, they use a lot of night vision, I guess you could say. There's a pretty cool scene where you get like a direct view of the scarecrow. Um, it's pretty funny though, because you could tell like, it was like a very small clip of a scarecrow going like, like jumping out. But this looks like Sega Genesis, dude. Yeah. Like this looks like a, or a Sega Saturn fucking like cut scenery at the arcade when you're playing those like shooting games with like zombies For sure. and shit. Yeah. This is like a Resident this Evil fucking cutscene. Like. Yeah. Come on down here, will you? So he's like, Go he's trying back. to like, you know, survey the area with the night Jack vision scope. Where? There's one of them. Where is it? these three big crosses that's yeah that's weird. not ominous there's no scarecrows on 
They're made out of metal also. He's looking through his wood gun. There it is. It looks like a pineapple. Right? Come on, get down. But like that, at that point, they now know that there's something going on. Well, that's the first glimpse they got of the actual scarecrow come to life. Because up until this point, they just know this motherfucker came back and there's something real fucking weird yeah. going on with him. So but like, I, he's I dead just, and he's full of money. So I just found that scene so fucking funny. For whatever reason, like yeah, that me that like view of the scarecrow like whoa, jumping into frame is just chef's kiss and i it, love it and it's a, it's a great thing too because like it does set up this thing where like this is the only guy that has seen this you know and he's it, a little it gives weird the too people an opportunity to be like you're fucking crazy this is not you're imagining this crazy bullshit no there's not a scarecrow out there you know and i, I love movies like that where it's like there's some like uh, uh denying going on of like what one person can like really feel is true so it like kind of sets up this like I don't know this like this, this internal battle between like the people who are still left to like live and shit, man. Uh, man, this movie has no business, I think, being as good as it is. When you hear yeah. about the mayhem it took to make it, um, to have it come together this way, I thought is is, is pretty incredible. This yeah. has such rewatchability to me. And what's weird to me is like it's a 1988 film, but it feels like an early 90s movie, like almost like Jason Goes to Hell era. Like it has like a similar oh, film sure. quality. Um, this is definitely probably one like of like the graphic scarecrow movies. I feel like this is definitely number one. And and the unrated version, it makes it like that much better. You know what I mean? It's like a, a like an increase of fifty percent to the overall likability of the film. And it's only you know, Plus, you're only seeing a little bit more, but it makes it more like I, I don't know, like I'm not gonna say scary, but you know, it gives it like a little bit extra where it makes it that, like the, I guess real. Well, I don't, I don't know. Because I'm telling you, like when I when I first saw this movie when I was younger, it had zero impact in, on me. Uh, I would tell you there was no rewatchability to it. Where I feel like this has such rewatchability, like I will yeah. probably, you know, watch this again before fucking Halloween. Of course, just like seeing it again and being like, God damn, like this, this really does like hit all the fucking notes of like. Uh, the horror movies that I like, but not only that, just an original, great, like, good idea. Scarecrows are fucking spooky, dude. Like, yeah. And I can't think of other ones that, like, really nail it as well as this one does. The ones in the 90s and stuff are, are like, almost a little try hard in comparison to how well this, like, dials in just, like, a, a yeah. unique story along with Scarecrows. Yeah. We're, we're going to be covering uh, another Scarecrow movie for uh, our October Halloween celebration. Uh, we'll compare it. Uh, try to guess which one we're gonna do. Uh, it's shot on video, low budget, fucking crazy this bullshit. This is one that I have not seen, so uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it stacks up for me because I kind of have like this is the standard for me when it comes to like scarecrow movies. Yeah. What well, what do you think about this compared to, uh, to Dark Knight of the uh, of the Scarecrow? I can never say that. It's like a tongue twister for me. You know, I have I do have such a love and an affinity for that movie. Um, but it, it, it has its own vibe and its own, like, you know, this is such a different thing than that movie, you know? Yeah. Um, even like the, like the overall villain, if you, I can't even call that guy like a real true villain in that, in Dark Knight. It's such like a, he's almost a lovable character at times. Or whatever. Yeah. You're rooting for um, him. Yeah. A hundred percent. 
So like it, it is like a, a total like that's like of mice and men version of scarecrow <laughs> that's movies like a classic. compared to like like it doesn't this, count. This, yeah, yeah. Like this is just a true like mean spirited horror movie where that's like almost telling this like true story yeah. through like a horror like you know television movie. Yeah. Cure you gore, dark harvest. Nope, not it. Uh try guess, again. There's a good guess. Yeah. Uh but this movie it like throughout just keeps going. Everybody meets like a fucking terrible end, right? Like it's it's super mean spirited. Um, another fucked up kill is um, when well you don't really even see it happen when the 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 girl finds her dad. Pilot, yeah, she like runs away from the house thinking she's gonna like get away from these fucking like bandits on her own and she's gonna get out of this fucked up place. And like we hear like uh, you know the voice of her father you know calling her but you're like oh shit her dad's fucking trying to get her and shit and we start to realize that like these scarecrows mm-hmm. have you know some pretty wild capabilities more than meets the eye yeah. Help me. Help me. Help me. Help me. she runs into one which is pretty pretty scary she finds him he's like he's tied basically crucified to this fucking thing with Hard barbed wire, wire. Yeah, it's like he's com- and his chest is fucking completely cut open. <laughs> That's he's a brutal thing. Right yeah. <laughs> and just like the subtle like cut to the fucking scarecrow, just like staring, doesn't move. It's just staring. Yeah. You know what? I, you know what I do love though. We get a lot of like these shots of a scarecrow on the fucking uh, being hung up there and shit. But when they do these close-ups, you see the scarecrow breathing. So you are, you're like, okay, that motherfucker is definitely not just a scarecrow. Like, I don't know. Like, that has to be, like, on purpose. Otherwise, they would just use a normal fucking scarecrow. They're, yeah, like use know? a mannequin head or something. Like, they wouldn't waste yeah, their time. So it's like, like, dude, that motherfucker is alive. And I love, like, getting that, like, little glimpse that you gotta kind of have to pay attention to to kind of pick up on. Those, are, those yeah. are fun parts of movies. And you never quite know when they're going to, like, activate. You know what I mean? Like they may let you just run into them. They they may let you run by them, or yeah. they just fucking grab you, and that's it. Well, that's part of that scene too that I'm talking about, where like the, you see him breathing. I'm I'm constantly anticipating like, all right, is this where he's gonna jump off in front of me and shit like that? Like, is this something? No, that's about he to happen? knew. Like, I, he knew the other military guy was there and would just blow him away. So he's like, no, nope, so good. I'm gonna wait for another time. They're very They're tactical scarecrow. Yeah, dude. yeah, yeah. They're evenly matched. One thing I do like is like, yeah, they have a lot of abilities, but they're not like you you could kill them. Like you can kill them. Oh, or at yeah. least incapacitate them enough where like they they're just gonna kind of be like useless. Dude, there so speaking of like the dialogue in this movie, um, there's a scene where it's just he's like the guy's like talking about like you know, you better have like certain ammunition and shit like that. And it's such like a, it's a quick little like throwaway fucking line. And I'm obsessed with it in this movie. I don't, I can't even remember if I fucking like, uh, pulled a, a clip for it or not. I don't um, think you did. He, is it, is it the one where he's like, did you bring your elephant gun? Oh man. It's not, I know it off the top of my head. Oh man. It's yeah. not even fair. That's the one with the explosive rounds. Uh, and he goes, yeah. And I had every round blessed. So every piece of you will go straight to hell. Like that's, that's a great f- line. Yeah. But the one I'm thinking oh, of is I thought where that was he's it. like, no, nah, he's where he's like, it better be fucking silver or fucking something like that. Cause these motherfuckers aren't real or something where I was oh, like, Oh yeah, no, we have talk- that. 
We have. I was that. gonna say I, I I thought I might have pulled the fucking clip because I I am obsessed with the way this line is delivered. The whole thing about it is is, is fucking awesome. There's the Fowler family. The, the picture family. on the wall. No. These bastards died and nobody told them. And if you're packing exploding shells in that thing, pal, they better be fucking sacred or silver because these fuckers ain't real. Yeah, dude, that, yeah. dude, that fucking lot. It's sacred. Or it's silver, delivered like really, like he's panicking, oh, like he's like fucked. Dude, he's like shit, that's man. We're part done. Of it too, the delivery, the fucking like it feels like I. There's no fucking hope, and like it comes mm -hmm. across. That's the thing about this movie. Like it's not these huge actors that everyone knows and shit like that. But man, it's all unknown they, people. Yeah, they are amazing in this movie nobody feels like it's forced everybody feels like they're really in this desperate situation um especially that guy that guy throughout the movie he starts losing just, it he fucking crushes it for me and like he does he goes mad and shit and i'm just like dude my hat's off because he makes that movie yeah. in a big way he he gives like a Rhodes vibe right from day of the dead like similar type yeah, thing yeah. where he's like kind of like unhinged a little bit but he's like keeping everybody else in check. But he like gradually gets worse and worse where he doesn't want to accept the fact that that dude who got his hand cut off before is dead. Like everybody else oh, yeah. is like, dude, he's gone. Like, that's it. Like, forget yeah, it. That's it. But like, he is like freaking out. He's like, just leave. Like, I'll, I'll figure it out myself or whatever. So like, he is completely gone. He's off the rails at the end. And it makes the character like pretty cool. Right, because like he ends up uh, meeting his friend again at the end. Oh man! And uh, he's probably the best scarecrow zombie. Uh, what would you, whatever you want to call him, is, is so good because there's a good buildup of like you see him with hey, like man, his like, let vision me goggles on. Yeah, and he's doing the voice thing and shit. It, it, uh, one thing they do amazing in this movie is is build the anticipation. For what's going to happen it, it's so hard to like capture and film yeah and then they crush it man rarely does somebody just get like fucking killed out of nowhere like a fucking yeah. friday the 13th movie where like now they're here now they're not like there's a build-up to it you know what i mean yeah. and there's other things that are going on that lead up to eventually they get killed in some gruesome way uh but this is this is like a fucking awesome thing there's two things that i like about this uh i'm going to show the clip right now of uh the reveal of his buddy i think his name is jack um yeah. we're gonna show what he looks like and it's the clip that i posted on the instagram and the picture also it's fucking this is awesome this is awesome makeup walking up the stairs all creepy like motherfucker don't play games with me <laughs> dude that guy i i can't get another yeah he's another one he's got like he's got a good delivery look at this guy it's me his face is like completely like shaved off at the mouth area almost like a fucking night goggles on dude yeah i love it and then when he goes to finally kill that motherfucker, he says, hey, how are we supposed to live in Mexico when we're dead? And like even oh, that yeah. is like an awesome, like he says it like with an awesome delivery. Because earlier in the movie, he's like, how am I supposed to live? How are we supposed to live in Mexico if we don't speak Spanish? And like at the end, they had that money, and that's was the plan to fucking go to Mexico with it. Yeah, yeah. But at the end, he's like, "Yeah, how how are we supposed to live in Mexico if we're dead?" One of my one of my favorite kills, just because she's like one of my least favorite characters, is they have like this like female bandit that's with them, who's almost like the ringleader throughout the thing. She has that vibe. She takes control sometimes. 
Yeah, yeah, like she's really she's, got. A, yeah, know, she's not like a like a weak character or anything. She's just like no, one of the dudes, like equally but as she's fucking. Just kind of, I don't know. For some reason, she was just kind of like dumb decisions. She made yeah, a lot like, of stupid decisions. I think um, that was kind of part of it. She kind um, of flip flops. So she gets her fucking shit, dude. Yeah, well, she also like kind of flip flops throughout the movie. Like she's kind of a dick, and then she's not. She's nice. Then she's kind of a dick. Then she's not. Which is kind of interesting because you never quite completely hate these people, but you never quite completely like them either. But her demise sucks. Well, like, yeah, it's great, but like, I would never. It sucks for her. It sucks. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. I would never want this to happen to me. Um, add it to the list she's of. finding this money. Yeah. Oh, she's like, big off the ground. So she gets her fucking hand um, impaled by a pitchfork. So add it to the list of pitchfork related deaths in movies. And, she's to get and she out. rips it out. Brutal. Oh. Oh, these guys, these scarecrows are just torturing her, basically, right? And they eventually just stab and kill her. But um, what a fucking like cringe-inducing sequence when yeah, she like gets that thing in the hand out. Oh, Ooh. what yeah. is that? That was from Saw. Didn't they do that in Saw or something? That's right? The nice guy had to like. Oh man. Um, that's a that's a brutal fucking thing. I think that's a good way Ooh. to put it because it's one of those things that you feel when you're watching it. It's like when they, uh, it's like one of the hardest scenes for me. It, the, the movie is batshit, dude. It's it's stupid. When I tell you what movie I'm talking about, you're gonna laugh. But it's the House of Wax with fucking Paris Hilton. Oh yeah, made, yeah, yeah. Right, bro. There's a scene in that movie that fucks me up every time I watch it. And it's that goddamn Achilles cut. When the dude pops up from under the floor with the fucking scissors and cuts that guy's heel, bro. That, that shit, always Pet Cemetery it, has one also. That's like always the worst fucking but for ugh. some reason the one specifically in that movie is done in such a way that it's like so brutal and like I don't know. That one it just it, it stuck with me, man. It's 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 honestly for what it is, it's not it's not a horrible movie. I have like kind of like a love for that like yeah. genre, that era. Well that was fun. Like that was like remakes. we were yeah, we were going and seeing those in the theaters while we were in high school and shit. Like, like hills have eyes and all. Yeah, those movies, like shit, you were sneaking into the movies. movies too. Yeah, that was that was a good time to go see them in theaters because the genre had a resurgence again. Um, people that were like in our age group, our demographic or whatever, um, they were going to see this shit. Older people were going to see this shit. So when you would go on a Friday, Saturday night, the movie theater was fucking packed. It was pre-Netflix uh, and all that stuff. So like you're going to the theater still to see all these movies. And it was probably like the last of like the really good like horror movie theater experiences. Was, for me, um, for sure. I, I feel like that, you know... I would say the year 2000 to what, like 2010 around there. Like that was the oh, end yeah. of like me going to the theaters and having fun <laughs> you know, a long time speaking ago. Speaking of this, you know, they, uh, something that really kind of fucked me up a little bit and made me feel a little old was that they are replaying House of a Thousand Corpses in theaters this October, which I'm obviously going to 20 year anniversary. Like. For the 20 year anniversary and i remember do i remember opening night like it was fucking yesterday dude yeah, i went to see that movie i went to see that with my mom that's 
awesome. Imagine that's, sitting there with your fucking mom fucking watching that movie. Great. How like dude, uncomfortable I, that the is. Car ride home. <laughs> let's see. So it was a 2003. So uh, I was let's see, 17. 16, I was like 15 years old or whatever. I was, I was 16 years old. You had to be about 15, 16 also. So, yeah. Dude. So that was like a, that was like a, quite a thing. God but my, God. see, my parents were cool though. My parents always watched that shit. They were always into horror movies and stuff like that. And it was never a thing that was like taboo that's a in weird the house. One, you know, that, that's, yeah. a, that's a strange one for sure to watch. Well, dude, parents, if, like our parents, their age group were the people that were going to see Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Last House on the Left, all that oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. So like things like that are not exactly like shocking um at least where you know my family originates from like you're not in the middle of nowhere where that you know that stuff is never going to be shown in the in the one yeah yeah, in like the one film uh one room (laughs) theater in the middle of town you know Um, thinking back that like it's been 20 years like and i can just legitimately feel like it was just yesterday i remember going i remember sitting there i can picture myself sitting in that Absolutely movie so i'm gonna go again i'm gonna fucking see it i i love oh, love man. the movie it'll be a blast to see it again in theaters you know um man it's funny you, it's funny you said that because before we started recording everybody uh me and gross kind of bullshit and everything i'm like dude i'm starting to look like a fucking rob zombie <laughs> character yeah, and like we realized so does he yeah, so we kind of like have yeah. that thing going on like that rob zombie thing so I don't yeah, know, man. The white trash aesthetic. I think it's not on purpose, but it is. Is that one is. of those things where, like, you can't, like, like no matter what we do, it always comes through. Like, you can't fake it. Yes. You're like, you I remember like that time way. period? Yeah, remember that time period where like people with money would act like they didn't. Like they'd be like, no, oh, no, I'm not fucking rich, bro. Like I'm fucking, I'm like really fix this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> no, we just we like ooze the white trash. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's that's just in us. It's okay. It, yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Look, I mean, look at us now. We're on YouTube doing <laughs> live videos. Yeah, banned from Twitch. I tried to sign on to the Twitch before just to like see what's up on there because I think our ban is over at this point. Uh, but sure, you know, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'll see if I can like duel stream it and we'll see if we can get a band again for lives. good yeah. yeah we'll see if we can get it killed forever but like i go to yeah. sign on and i'm like fuck i don't remember the fucking the password to this motherfucker <laughs> anybody who life, has dude. a twitch account knows that like the password that they require is like oh, ridiculous, ridiculous dude. and what i can fuck? never remember it and it's been so long because i don't trust like saving my passwords and like fucking um like i i i used to do it but I stopped no, I updating it. Yeah, I, I stopped updating it. So like all my passwords are old and I thought I was still signed in from the last time. I was like, so like fuck, man. You go through like the three or four like go-to passwords you got. You're like, yeah, oh, that's yeah. not it. All right, I'll try this one. That was not fun. Yeah, none of these work. None <laughs> of these work. Shit all the time, dude. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm going to have to see though. Maybe we can burn. I mean, I don't think... I don't want to see like I don't want to get a fucking like do, will people sue you nowadays for playing things like can we just go on the Twitch thing and just Probably. play whatever the fuck we play whatever the fuck we want just get fucking thrown off like yeah. yeah like we do like a Halloween fucking extravaganza just get it burnt <laughs> to the ground fuck it man well I'm gonna look into that I'm gonna look into that man I'll see what we can do but um scarecrows we're coming to the end of the film uh we get our final plane ride from hell here uh this is actually a pretty cool ending to the movie right like a pretty cool i guess you know wrap up because i guess the people who deserve to die died except for the pilot but 
He's the only innocent that dies for sure. Yeah, yeah, but this is this is a, a cool ending sequence, I guess you could say. Um, this is her dad, right? Come back off the cross. Off the, the cross plane. in the plane, coming to get her. Um, his eyes are also like look like they're fucking gouged out. Well, the Crazy. one does. Yeah. Dax the dog there. That's uh, Ted Vernon's fucking dog. <laughs> Stabbed right through the oh, hand. Ooh, another fucking cringe thing. Um, but eventually, our man Ted Vernon um, detonates a, a grenade, exploding the both of them, and she's able to fly to safety. But they add a little oh. thing where the dog is eating the dead bodies on the floor. Which is fucking great. Yeah. Especially because that's Ted's dog. He's like eating his master. Yeah, and they um, add it in the news one thing that's uh, ridiculous report. Is that like he has this grenade, he bear hugs the dad in the middle of the fucking plane and explodes. It and doesn't no damage to the plane yeah. at all, dude. Uh, it must, it's all contained into the bodies. I didn't blow that. a hole in the plane, nothing. No, they just kind of blew up. Sure. I thought what the I thought like what was gonna happen is he's gonna fucking grab a hold of the dad, pull the pin, and then jump out of the fucking plane. Yeah with the dad and then blow each other up kind of a thing. I didn't think he was going to fucking do it in the middle of the plane. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He could have took the whole... Anybody, dude. He could have took everybody fucking with him. But uh, <laughs> with that, she flies to safety, but they also kind of cut back to the farm, to the... Uh, it's not really a farm, to the uh, field house or whatnot, and the scarecrow is back on its perch awaiting yes. its next victim uh, with our ominous music plan. No engine is back in place. Yeah, the, the degenerator on the falcon on the farm stops working. Mm-hmm. It's all these like little things. I'm just like, dude, this, that's cool. It's a, it's a nice touch to like the supernatural element of what's yeah. going on on this land. This movie is a ten out of ten. Um, 100%. Bad taste Hall of Fame. Yeah, it, I dude for a scarecrow movie, it it it's the best best, best scarecrow movie of all time. Um, yeah. beats Dark Knight of the Scarecrow because that's kind of like Dracula, Frankenstein, all that shit doesn't count when you're talking about movies. Uh, that's just they they exist in their own world, and Dark Knight of the Scarecrow also exists in its own world, just like Salem's Lot exists in its own world. Uh, <laughs> but this is the best Scarecrow movie um, of all time. Scarecrows from 1988 get you fucking pumped up for that Halloween season that's upcoming. Nothing actually overtly Halloween in this. Um, that's why we didn't do it in October. It's just Scarecrows, so we figure the fall is like a good fucking in between. Um, uh, it was right, but um, for the for the final movie before we get into the actual Halloween season, uh, we're gonna be revisiting something that we covered before Grizz was on this podcast, and that is the Wizard of Gore. Um, slash i'm gonna add that in there herschel gordon lewis we're gonna kind of do like an all-around herschel gordon lewis show but uh focus on the wizard of gore because that i would i i think at least to me that's like the best of all of them um that is the pinnacle of herschel gordon lewis then you got blood feast you got all that stuff color me blood red um a bunch of movies we've actually we've covered them before but we're gonna kind of just talk about uh herschel gordon lewis a little bit Yeah, yeah to get Another thing that'll kind of get us revved up for the Halloween season, right? You know, so I think you can, uh, we're going to not do a wide roll of the metal next week, but we're going to do like, you know, the first half of the show, we're going to focus in on uh, Wizard of Gore. And then maybe the second half will be just like an open discussion, 
Uh, we're going to pull some clips from some of our favorite movies and stuff like that. We want to hear from you guys. I'm going to pull out. You guys want us to show before next week? Definitely yeah. reach out to me. Let, Let us me know. know. Let us know your favorite Herschel Gordon Lewis movie clip. What's your favorite yeah. kill scene? What's your favorite fucking thing of dialogue or whatever? We'll Let us know. I own a ton of the movies. Yeah, yeah. I own a ton of the VHS tapes. I have all those fucking comet releases and all that stuff, plus other shit. Um, you have that fucking awesome, um, that whole like box set, right? It's a box set. The giant fucking box. Yeah, too, yeah, right? that thing is fucking awesome. So uh, let us know. We'll fucking play it. We'll put it up here. We'll uh, we'll talk about it because probably we love it also. But uh, next week uh, we'll mainly be discussing for the first half of the um, show. We'll be discussing the Wizard of Gore. Second half will be Herschel Gordon Lewis greatest hits, and that will be live Tuesday night on our YouTube youtube.com slash at bad taste video podcast at 9 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, this week we just uh, we just had to run an audible. You know, we still didn't want to we didn't want to deprive you people of the live thing. Uh, we don't but need anybody hanging. We yeah, fucking, yeah, we get yeah. it in every week. So. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Grizz, why don't we head over to the wide world of metal and uh, what what do we have this week? You know, I will try to make this week a little bit quicker because we did kind of we, we went we're running long. Fucking, yeah, we're running yeah, we long deep in, the, in the movie. Uh, but we covered a band called Cloak, uh, an amazing kind of like black rock and roll band, uh, very polished in the the production of what this music is. But it, it really invokes that like true uh, black metal spirit, in my opinion. It, it really feels authentic. Um, let's just start off real quick uh, with uh, the Invictus track. Um, this is from their their first release off of their new album. Uh, this kind of gives you an idea of like what we're getting into. They look cool. What did you say, Gibson users, right? I love that they're all playing fucking Gibson guitars. Like to see a Les Paul, the fucking ripping black metal, it just warms my heart. Yeah, man. I got my last ball. It's fucking awesome. He looks like fucking Lenny Kilmeister. Yeah, cool. <laughs> this band really reminded me of like the Midnight when you showed yeah. me them. Like that's who this band reminds me of. This is like a more like I think uh, refined version. Like Midnight's very. This is gritty, more black. Very, like, I feel like this is more black metal than the Midnight. True. That's like black. Like that. They're very much more like rock and roll. I think eccentric midnight is where this has elements of rock and roll in it. But it's more um, black metal. It's it's black metal at the heart of it. Um, this new album is called Black Flame Eternal. Um, all all the, the songs on here are just going to be like your classic sounding fucking black metal songs: Shadowlands and Seven Thunders, Eyes of the Abyss. Um, but they're all have this like for one thing, the fucking riff writing is it's great. great. It all flows great. It's catchy. It's actually, if Catchy. you, even yes. if you're not into like fucking uh, most like extreme metal, you could probably listen to this album. It's a good like fucking, uh, like what, like would, intro I, into it. That's a great a great like takeaway from it because this is very palatable. I think for most anybody that would consider themselves like a metal fan or any kind of genre of it, they would find something in this to like really get into. But there's like elements that are very black metal to it. Yeah, like I said, at the heart of it, that's what it is. But it's a, it's it's I don't want to say like a softer version, but it's just more of like a palatable version that I think other people would listen to that normally yeah, wouldn't well, listen to black metal. Well, like it has like to me it has like a mayhem influence, you know what I mean? Oh, so it's sure. it's yeah. not like overly fucking extreme, you know. There's tremolo picking and all that stuff, but like it's not too fucking crazy where 
you know, it's uh, it's not like a fucking brutal death fucking thing where it's just straight blasts for for a minute and a half or whatever. It's um, not Gorgoroth either or something like that where it's just like you know straight yeah. black metal the whole time and would you know that kind of thing. Uh, let, let's play Holy Dark. This is one of my this is my favorite track. Mine too, man. Of I, I like yeah, this, this one. Also. Good, man. See, like it has a very. This is an awesome riff. There's an organ fucking. There's tons of like great organ fucking additions. We also look really weird in front of a, a black and white video. I like the halftime stuff that they do in fucking. A lot of a lot more like modern black metal. They do the halftime. Uh, Parts like this remind me of Immortal a lot. Yeah. They do a lot of that like halftime shit too. That's just kind of like and it, it's all like very like based around a really catchy riff where it's yeah. like you know and the vocals fit that same like cadence as the riff it just makes for a very like you know a catchy song altogether that yeah. i think that's what helps it be listenable by more than just like black metal fans yeah and like the drummer is extremely solid it's not like oh, overly technical but you can tell he's like a good drummer um he does what the, the song he does what the song needs you know what I mean? Yeah. It's one of those things. Very solid band. I fucking, I really like this. I'm really glad you uh, you, you showed this to me. Um, this is actually probably one of my favorite albums that you've shown me, like in the last year. Like honestly, really? I really like this one. Yeah, it does feel like something that, like you know, we we obviously listen to like a lot of death metal and stuff like that. But when like when we first started like hanging out and shit, this was a lot of what me and you used to share with one another was stuff yeah. like this. So it, it yeah. does feel like something that you would really good driving music. It's good driving oh, music, yeah. right? Put this on the jam and it fucking crushes. Those riffs just get you fucking like in the zone. Yeah, like exactly. So, uh, Grizz, uh, where could they find this? Uh, you can find this on you know YouTube is for the music videos. You can find the band on Bandcamp. You can find all the music on Spotify, iTunes, and stuff like that. Uh, I don't think it's called iTunes anymore. I'm fucking an old man. Apple Music. The, yeah, there it is. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but all those different places that you can get your fucking music from, you'll be able to find them. Uh, Cloak, Black Flame Eternal. Check it out. Check it out. Man. Yeah. So uh, that just about wraps it up for this week. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, everybody, in the chat for coming. We appreciate you. We appreciate you facilitating our uh, slight deviation of uh, yeah, you know sure. schedule, whatever. Uh, but everybody who's listening at home, you could come listen and see us play these clips and everything. You can actually see what we're talking about live on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at Bad Taste Video Podcast. It's linked on our website, www.badtastevideo.com, where we also have our Patreon that has a very uh, interesting post uh, <laughs> from last week that a lot of people were asking where they could see a certain movie. I'm not going to say which one, but you could see it on our Patreon, maybe. I don't yeah, know. Maybe. I don't even know if there's anybody that could sue us for that one at this point or give us like a copyright. Hey, and find out, baby. Roll the yeah, dice. Yeah, yeah. So, time, um, so Grizz, where can they find you on the internet? You can find me on Instagram at Kane underscore enabler. And you can find me on Bad Taste Video. And you can, and like I said, visit, I was going to say, and you can find everything we do. But uh, I already said our website at www.badtastevideo.com. Grizz, is there anything else that you would like to add? No, I am super excited. We're going to wrap up September in a great way with the uh, the Hershey episode. Um, and I think that uh, people are going to be fucking real stoked on the uh, the mayhem that we're going to bring to the table in October. Yeah, so we're, fucking we're hang uh, on there with us. Uh, Viano oh, Phelps. Yeah, <laughs> that Patreon upload was a huge hookup. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Um, 
So thank you, everybody, for coming yet again next week, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on our YouTube channel. Uh, we will be covering a bunch of Herschel Gordon Lewis stuff. Um, subscribe to our YouTube channel, like our page, um, try to share it around so we can uh, get more people into this dumbass shit. So maybe the tape prices can uh, price everyone out. <laughs> yeah let's, let's make it impossible uh but yeah we're gonna we're ramping up for halloween it's gonna be fucking crazy i cannot wait thank you everybody we'll see you next week